Hey homeschoolers, I'm Melissa Webb, former full-time classroom teacher and homeschool mom turned full-time business CEO. I wanna give you sound, educational, practical tips and advice at the same time making sure that you're enjoying the family journey that you are on. So if you are looking for a place to be encouraged and inspired, you have found the perfect podcast. Homeschooling is a work of heart, is truly the perfect place to start. So welcome. Let's jump in. Hey, homeschool moms. How's everybody doing? Are you having a great day? I really hope so. I went on a nice long walk with Ginger today. The old girl is just getting up there in age. Well, I guess we both are. (laughs) But I'm referring to my dog, and she doesn't always want to go on the longer walk, which is closer to a mile and a half, but today she wanted to. I think she was just so happy. It was such a gorgeous day, and we had a really wonderful walk, and I just love taking time every day to get a good walk in because it's that time that I need to just reboot and to think or maybe listen to a good book maybe a fun podcast, and I certainly hope you're remembering to do things like that for yourself. We all need that time to ourselves, especially as moms. I want to remind you to do something, find some quiet time, go for a walk, maybe start doing some gardening, maybe some of your planters need a little time and attention. What a great time to do that. And some of you may be doing that right now as you're listening to this episode. That'd be great. I want to talk about discipline in this episode. I don't know about you, but I can remember back to when my biggest struggles were getting my boys to nap or use the potty, and it seemed so challenging back then. Then I homeschooled, and that brought a whole new level of challenges, and then I had teenagers, and it's just always that thing with parenting that the new season you're in, you can see how the last season was just preparing you for the next one. I don't know if it is because parents today are more tired than ever, But I do see a whole lot of what I would term permissive parenting. I don't know if you're familiar with that term. But permissive parenting is when any form of discipline is just taboo. I have seen people out in public with their kids just wildly misbehaving. And the parents kind of smile and shrug like, yeah, kids will be kids even though it may be very distracting without any consideration to the other people around you in society, whether that's a church congregation or maybe a restaurant or a shopping mall. Do you know what I'm talking about? Have you seen this? Yes. Okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm really happy that corporal punishment, bodily harm isn't seen or practiced to the extent that it once was. We all know it's still out there, but I don't know. Okay, little side note here. You all know that there was a time not so long ago when public school students could be paddled for misbehaving, right? You'd be sent to the principal's office and paddling was an option. Maybe you were the child who was misbehaving. Maybe you weren't paying attention. Maybe you didn't do your work. Now, a lot of people are like, oh yeah, when was that? Back in the 1800s? For sure, 
the 1800s, but absolutely in the 1900s. Like some of our grandparents can recall that student in class who was paddled on a regular basis. In fact, it was just in 2023 that in Idaho it was finally banned in public schools. Private schools actually to this day are still allowed to use corporal punishment, which means bodily harm, physical touch for disciplinary means. It's inflicting pain. Now, that's crazy to me because there's enough research that's been done that we know that inflicting physical pain creates these neurological pathways in the brain that generate danger, the fight or the flight in a human being. It is a total scare tactic. And it's completely extrinsic, meaning it does not help a person become more intrinsically self-disciplined, which isn't that the goal? That should be the goal for social appropriateness, for acceptable societal behaviors. It doesn't work. Physical pain has been proven to not work in the long run. So anyway, I digress. I want to talk about discipline in this episode. And I want you to discipline your kids. <laughs> Please, discipline your kids. But let's talk about what that really can mean in today's day and age, because we can do it so much better than the generations before us. The one definition that I found, the very first thing that it said in Merriam-Webster under discipline, it said, it's the practice of training people to obey rules, to, a, to obey a code of behavior, using punishment to correct disobedience. Like that was it. That was the number one definition. And I thought, that is really interesting. Because a long time ago, I had learned that when you break down the word discipline and go to the Latin base of decir, it actually means to learn. It's more about teaching, not I'm going to teach you a lesson, but for our kids to actually learn through discipline rather than being focused on punishment for misbehavior, but that it instead it's about training, teaching, and guiding, guiding our kiddos to do those wise, responsible things. That's what we really want them to do. So I'm so curious. I'd love to know what's in your discipline toolbox. In this episode, I want to share with you three very common, I don't think I'm going to teach you anything new that you haven't heard before, but I think what I'm going to do is bring it to the forefront of your mind and really help you focus moving forward on what effective discipline practices you're using. And do you need to tweak things in a little way that could help with focusing on building within your children the intrinsic motivation to become self-disciplined? Because that's what I value, right? I want our children to grow up to be responsible adults. And if you tune in to my episodes, especially on the weekly basis, it's likely it's what you value as well. So I think we can all agree self-discipline is going to serve our children so much better than just living a life always fearing consequences. That's not what we want for ourselves or for our kids. And I want you just to think about your own life for a second. So I, I, I use laundry in a recent episode, so I'm going to start there. <laughs> do you do laundry 
because you're afraid that when your husband sees that laundry isn't done, he's going to yell at you? Or do you do laundry because you enjoy clean clothes? My guess is it's the latter. What about the food that you serve? When you prepare and serve really healthy meals, right? Those healthful meals you're so proud of. Are you doing it because you're afraid that your doctor or maybe the pediatrician is going to yell at you or scold you on the next visit if you don't? Or do you do that because you know it's good for your family? It's the better option. What about let's get in the car together? You're driving home from the grocery store. You're in your neighborhood. Are you following the speed limit because you're so afraid that when you turn the corner, there's going to be a cop waiting with his speed gun and he's going to ticket you? Or are you following the speed limit in your neighborhood because you want to keep that space safe for the people and the pets that live in your neighborhood? Do you see the difference? I mean, one is, I don't want to get in trouble. It's very extrinsic. While the other is, this is the wise, responsible thing to do. It's very intrinsic. And it has a lot to do with maturity. So right now, we have children who are maturing, and they need us to help with some of these disciplines. And when I say discipline, I'm not talking about punishing them for disobedience. I mean, we can talk about consequences for sure, but this is more focused on teaching, modeling, and guiding. It's very important, and our kids need us to discipline them. So as parents and teachers, we certainly want our children to choose the wise, responsible path of life. How do we get there? So I'm going to talk to you about these three that I used when my kids were younger and that I still use. And Not just as a parent, but for many of you, if you've been following me, you know that I've been a credentialed teacher for over 30 years. I was a classroom teacher for half of that time. So obviously I had to have ways and means to discipline students, but I'm also a mom of three. All of my children are grown adults. Our youngest is 20. And so I have this experience and these three that I personally lean into, hopefully, are ones you're already using and will give a little more time and attention as you think about disciplining moving forward. So number one, this one I have heard referred to as boundary-based discipline. I'm sure there are other names for it, but this is where you set clear expectations ahead of time. I love this form. It's my most favorite form of disciplining. If you've not read any books by Dr. Lehman, he's great. And his whole approach, he's a child psychologist. His whole approach is you do A before you get to do B. And it's very simple. There is no yelling or screaming or anything. There's not even real consequences in punishments or anything like that. It's simply boundaries. And boundaries are important because boundaries give our kids structure and they make them feel safe. It's clear for them. They know exactly what's expected of them. So an example would be, you finish these 10 math problems and then you can grab a snack and play outside for 15 minutes. Now your child might be like, I really wanna take a break, mom. I need a snack. I wanna go play. I wanna go jump on the trampoline. Okay, great. You can do that. You absolutely can do that. 
as soon as you finish your 10 math problems. That's boundary-based discipline. It could be chores too, like empty the dishwasher and then you can go outside and play. So when your child forgets to empty the dishwasher and says, hey mom, I'm going to go outside and play, you say, oh wait, is the dishwasher emptied? If they say, oh, I forgot, can I do it later? You say, no, 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 do it now. And then, yeah, you can go outside. It's very set on these boundaries of expectation. It's a great form of discipline. And again, it never makes you the bad guy. It's just these are the home rules or the school rules is what we do. I love that one. The second one is behavior modification. Most of us are very aware of this one. This is rewards and consequences. The whole game of rewards and consequences. Now, often you reward the good behaviors, right? You give consequences for the not so good behaviors. And I will tell you, some kids thrive with behavior modification discipline. On the positive side, that could be a star chart, some kind of an incentive program. In our writing program in Wow Writers Clubhouse, we have an incentive program where students every week earn stars. They get these stamps on this sheet that we keep going. It's an ongoing thing. Uh, for every excellent decision they make toward their writing progress. It's not mandatory that students participate, but we have a large group. We currently have about 70, 75 students who are choosing to do the incentive program. They thrive with that kind of reward. And there is no consequence to it, okay? Now, the consequence side, though may fit in your life. In fact, truth be told, I'm going to tell, tell you a little story. I am actually implementing this approach, which I've not used for quite some time, and it looks very different now, but <laughs> here's a fun story for you. Get ready. Uh, our youngest is 20 years old, Derek. He still lives at home, he is a great guy. I can't say enough good things about him. I just love him to the moon and back. And he is so responsible. He's doing great. He went to a welding school, uh, trade school, and got a job working for an aerospace company. And he is just saving up his money to, to move out. He is getting ready. So excited. So he works 40 hours a week. And as much as he loves to work hard, he also loves to play hard. So he loves going out with his friends on the weeknights. And he does all kinds of things, rock climbing, BMX bike, and eating at, you know, 10 o'clock at night sometimes and hanging out with his friends. So he's 20. He does not have a curfew, but I do ask, when will you be home? And especially on weeknights, I ask that it not be some crazy thing like, I don't know, two o'clock in the morning. That's crazy to me. But here's the thing. I have told him, I don't sleep well until I know you're home. And he was like, oh, that's kind of a bummer, mom. Yeah, it really is. Uh, and so he'd say, yeah, I'll probably home, be home by midnight. But if he wasn't home by midnight, I'm wide awake. Like, where is he? And while I can see with, with all the great apps that are available today, I could be like, huh, why isn't he home? So I'll text him, are you coming home soon? 
And we would have these conversations that would only wake me up. And he'd be like, yeah, probably another half hour, maybe an hour. Oh my goodness. Let me just tell you, long story short, it was messing with my sleep. I still had to work the next day. I still had classes to teach, a business to run. And so I finally was like, what am I going to do here? I need to modify this behavior. And so I had a conversation with my husband. What do we do? He's an adult. I'm not going to ground him. So we really thought about what would be an adult consequence. And what we came up with was fining him. If he were speeding down the freeway, he would get a fine for doing that. Hopefully he's making a good decision on his own. But if he's not, here's a consequence that will hopefully be helpful in changing your behavior. So we now fine him a hundred bucks if he messes with our sleep by not arriving home at his said reasonable time. So I don't tell him what time it is. I just ask that it be reasonable and I ask that he stick with it. I want him to change his behavior. And so I was sharing this with a girlfriend of mine. I think the story gets even funnier because she texted me a week later and she said, I talked to my husband about what you're doing. And she also has a 20 year old son, no surprise. And she has implemented a very similar consequence because her son would leave the garage open all night long. He might not get home till midnight and um, he'd leave their garage door open all night. So she has this same thing, but her fine is so stiff. 250 bucks for leaving the garage open all night, right? And can you imagine her kids like, what? 250 bucks. Hey, our kids are working. They have jobs. If they're going to play, they're going to pay. We were laughing because we may have found a whole new way to fund our retirement moving forward. (laughs) But do you get the point? Changing behaviors and encouraging more productive behaviors can be done through this discipline of behavior modification with rewards and consequences. Okay, let's talk about the third one. This is kind of the new kid on the block discipline. I never used this as a teacher. I can't even say that I used it much with my own boys, but I do talk to students more today in this discipline form. And I've heard it called emotion coaching. Have you heard of this, emotion coaching? It may have other names. You have to share with me if you've heard other things. It focuses on tuning into what our kids are feeling. And we question them and get curious and ask them as we help them through their emotions. Their emotions that are getting in the way of their own progress. It's like we're their, I don't know, emotional GPS system. We're guiding them through those ups and downs. I'll give you an example. We'll go back to your child doesn't complete those 10 math problems and they're not even looking to go out and play. So you're not even implementing that first boundary based. You're just seeing that they're not getting it done. So you might go into emotion coaching and ask, hey, honey, what's going on? And and they're like, I don't know. You can ask. Do you understand the assignment? Kind of. Would you like me to help you? Yeah, I'm kind of stuck here. We're just 
helping them become aware of why they're feeling frustrated, feeling unmotivated, maybe they're feeling confused. This is a discipline that really builds self-awareness and problem-solving options. That's what it's offering versus if you don't get it done, that's it. Ten paddles for you, which may have been an old school way of doing it. I can see value. The thing is, regardless of disciplines and the practice, the end game is intrinsic self-discipline. We want our kids to do the right thing because they get it and they're becoming responsible humans, not because they're afraid of getting paddled, grounded, right? And they're only doing the right thing, maybe just because they want to earn a treat. We want it to go much deeper than that. And if you're like most parents, you're going to mix all this up, right? Try a little boundary-based discipline, sprinkle in some behavior modification, and top it off with a dose of emotion coaching, Think of it like a recipe. You are creating your very own secret sauce for raising awesome, responsible humans. That's our goal. That's what we want to do. To wrap it up, discipline does not have to be kill. It doesn't have to have a negative connotation. Discipline can be your superpower. It could be teaching your child, guiding your child, and empowering your child to grow and to learn and to become the awesome individuals that you want them to be, that I want them to be, that our society needs them to be. So I hope you spend some time this week considering how you discipline your kids. Just pay attention. How do you encourage your kids to do the wise, responsible things? And are you happy with that? How are your kids responding to you? I hope you take some time and really think about that. Be sure to share with me on the socials. I'd love to hear from you. Do you have something that works that you're like, ooh, Melissa, you totally should have mentioned this. By all means, I love a community of people who share the things that are working with one another. I am very approachable. I want you to feel free to reach out anytime. Uh, And by all means, if this was valuable, would you do me a great big favor? Give us five stars, offer up a review, anything like that is greatly appreciated. And if you need some discipline in getting more writing done in your homeschool lesson plan, see what I did right there? Maybe you need the discipline. Yeah, I can help with that. I have so many ways to make you successful in getting great writing done. So be sure to come check out our website at writeonweb.com. That's W-R-I-T-E-O-N-W-E-B-B, two Bs like my last name. And I will look forward to seeing you there or seeing you here in our next episode. Right on. Well, thanks so much for tuning in and listening this week. Hey, if this was something that you found valuable, don't forget you want to subscribe or follow so that every time a new episode is dropped, you'll be the first to know. And hey, before you go, if you are looking to get some of this academic writing under your belt and outsourced so that it's one less thing freeing you up to enjoy more time with your family, hey, you're going to want to head over to Write on Web. to see what kinds of resources and materials I have available for you. I will look forward to seeing you there and I will look forward to seeing you here in our next episode.
Right on.